Hello and welcome to Theatre Club Podcast in our very special remotely recorded COVID-19 lockdown edition. So I think over the internet waves I have joining me Alice. I hear you loud and clear. Madeline. Testing, testing, one, two, three, here I am. And I'm Oscar. Ground control to Major Tom. <laughs> We're recording this via the means of the internet, so if there's any, you know, there might be times we might have slight issues, we're not sure yet with dropout or anything like that, so please bear with us, we're doing the best we can, but we thought we would like to bring a new episode to all those staying at home, saving lives. Exactly. <laughs> it's been a very weird time, so we basically haven't seen one another for, it'll be four weeks tomorrow. Which is bizarre to think, because it was the last time we were all together was when we went to see City of Angels. And it's funny, yeah, because now was... whenever I think about that play, mm. it'll always make me think of the last thing I did before lockdown. Like, I actually forget how much I enjoyed it. I know, it's so weird. And obviously, hopefully that will come back after this lockdown. You yeah. know, it didn't finish its run, hopefully. And if it does get another chance to return, we'll try and do our review then. And because we did love it and we would recommend it. Well, at the moment, it's looking like all the theatres are going to be shut till at least the 9th of June. At least. Yeah, at the moment, but who knows? Yeah, but if you go to, like, Sad as well as it, uh, website for example that's that's what they've written so yeah they're saying june 9th yeah oscar please don't say june 9th we are not american oh is that how americans do oh yeah they, they do because they yeah. write that date that way don't they they'd write oh six oh nine okay fine do you remember when you once called uh autumn fall oh god i've never been allowed <laughs> to live that one down have i honestly if alice is going to give oscar shit about using americanisms alice you say bangs you don't say fringe. I do say bangs because that's what you say. Hun. I say bangs, but I'm copying you. No, I'm copying you so that you know what I'm talking about because that's what you call fringe. A fringe. Oh. <laughs> so you're both just copying each other because you think the other one's being ironic. Oh my God, that's Oh, really the nice. simple life. That was too funny. So when it's all over, basically all I want to do is come over to Madeline's house, sit in front of her sofa with her cat and she's gonna um braid my hair because she does these amazing like intricate braids with my long long hair yeah is she like the human babbless crazy braid <laughs> do you remember that machine you basically I put do. your hair in it and then it twizzled around like crazy um and it just looked so dangerous oh gosh i've got actually it's uh bringing back memories of a hair incident uh i used to babysit for a lady and she knew that I was quite good at doing a, a blow dry. And she'd been to get her hair done for some event that she was going to that evening. And she didn't have time. To, she got it cut and washed and everything, but she didn't have time to blow dry it. So she's like, will you blow dry it for me when I get home? And I was like, yep, sure. So she came in and I had the, her hair dryer and a round brush. And um, you know how like you get the big round brush and then you kind of you lift it up you get the hair dry you blow over it and then you sort of do a wind your bobbin up motion mm-hmm. so it's kind of yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a it's a thing that I'm really good at doing anyway hadn't realized that her hair dry was really old and the back of it had come apart so that the there was no sort of casing covering the fan bit so her hair just got sucked into it and twizzled round. <sighs> we had to cut it out oh, oh my so God. awful I'm still traumatized about it Oh Do you know God. what all I can think of when you tell that story, Hunt, is the smell of burnt hair. Oh, just, I mean, the lack of volume that she she was able to get. <laughs> no. God almighty, poor woman. Guys, while theatre's closed, I think we should do a new podcast called 
bangs, braids, babysitting and blow dries. <laughs> and booze. That's brilliant, Oscar. And it's just basically a podcast about those those topics. We just tell stories relating to all those things. Yeah, I've got more stories. I've got more stories like that. We could entertain the public for days. Yeah, I've got plenty of braiding stories. And do you know what? People do need entertaining because sitting inside all cooped up is getting quite boring. I'm not enjoying it. I think it's days like today, like it's, we're recording this on Good Friday and it's, you know, we would have all probably gone to maybe like an outdoor food market or gone on a walk or gone to, you know, sit in a pub garden or something. And that's when you kind of really, it's easy when it's not very nice weather to be indoors. I think in the sun, you really think, oh, I probably would have done something with my friends today. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's been very, very weird. And also just generally sad not to have seen any theatre as just watching on my calendar, the shows go by that would have been. So that's, yeah, that's been pretty hard. But I guess the the plus side has been that via the internet, there has been a sort of upswell of online content and people within the theatre community trying to kind of stay engaged, stay connected. Yeah, you sent me Oscar, or I sent you a comment which way around. It was the Gary Barlow and Beverly Knight singing um, a duet together. Yeah, I knew you were waiting for me. Yeah, it was so good. Oh, it's so uplifting. I have such a lot of time. Oh, she's amazing. But Gary Barlow himself, like he did a daft sort of duet thing with Ronan Keating the other day. And he's just, I just think I'm like, good for you, Gary. Like, good for you for just doing something fun because he's got such a fan base. People are coming in, like you'll remember the people that, really tried during this to help their fans and I think yeah, yeah like um Victoria and David Beckham like all those photos from the Cotswolds of their lovely home thanks for that guys that's really nice of you guys yeah because <laughs> I think people have always used Instagram to show us stuff but it's usually quite boring like right. oh here's me doing this that and the other whereas now people have actually been like giving some sort of entertainment rather yeah. just than like here's my Insta story of me backstage at theatre about to go on tonight people are actually kind of giving making content which has been really fun yeah. any Atkin um from six and also starring in Pretty Women at the minute well was starring in Pretty Women did a live concert from her um flat the other day she had a like a microphone rigged up to a karaoke machine playing backing tracks and she did like songs from Pretty Women and she did a song from Dreamgirls which is one of my favorite musicals so that was really fun. That's lovely. I'm loving all that stuff. And Angela Webber has been doing some fun, like him sitting at the piano, taking requests of, you know, songs to play. Yes. Well, actually, that was going to be my sort of top tip for people um, of what to watch if you're looking for a theatre fix. Andrew Lloyd Webber has launched a YouTube channel called The Show Must Go On. And he's streaming a different musical for free every week. And it's available uh, for two days after it um, is live. Um, so they're on Friday evenings. L- last one just gone was Joseph and Technicolor Dreamcoat. And then this Friday for Easter, I suppose, is Jesus Christ Superstar. Gosh. So it's only available for 48 hours, did you say? Yes. So by the time this has gone out, it will have already been and gone if you wanted to watch that. But Just as you said, um, Joseph is where, there as well there, is that I was thinking about when um, Angela Weber was doing just one of his little Instagram songs the other day and he was playing Any Dream Will Do and he mentioned during it that he was 19 when he wrote Joseph, which <gasps> is kind of baffling. But then I began to think about that and thought, maybe there are some budding songwriter, composers theatre script type people out there that are using this time wisely to come up with the next most fabulous hit musical 
Well, actually, it's funny you should say that. I saw, I put it on our Instagram stories. Um, it's Headlong, the theatre company, um, have announced that they are doing, um, they're commissioning a sort of series. They're calling it Unprecedented. And it's going to be digital plays from the state of isolation um, in association with Century Films. And it's going to be eight digital plays recorded using digital conference technology written by a diverse group of celebrated writers. And there's, I mean, there's loads of people involved with this, but names that stood out to me were Chloe Moss, Jasmine Lee Jones, who wrote the amazing thing I saw last year at the Royal Court called Seven Methods of Killing Kylie Jenner. Oh, I. Oh, yeah, I remember you really liked that, didn't you? Yes. Oh, my God, that was incredible. And then James Graham, who did Ink and quiz Mm -hmm. um and he so he's part of it and then there's loads of loads of others i can't mention them all but that's really exciting so if you go onto headlong's website and sign up for the um subscribe to the unprecedented it's called um and then you'll get a you'll get a notification when they're being broadcast that's amazing oh that's really cool and a lot of these things i mean i don't know about that one but lots of these sort of general online things are raising money for charity especially for like charities for people who work in theatre and now out of work yeah. so I think that's been like a really positive thing yeah isn't um Phoebe Wallerbridge raising money to support Covid yes the effort for Covid so they're going to be doing Fleabag Phoebe Wallerbridge performing just the original form of Fleabag which was a one-woman show which she did on the fringe just to also mention there as well as a theatre group very very sad to hear that the Edinburgh Festival Fringe will not be going ahead this year which oh, I'm from Edinburgh yeah. and the knock-on that will have for the city as a whole and Scotland as a whole is, I mean, uncalculable, I would say. this It's absolutely wild to think that's not happening. So Phoebe's sort of talked about that as well. So obviously Philly Bag was shown at the Fringe um, and it is going to be available for streaming for two weeks. I really want to see that. Me too, actually. It's so good. It's so terrific. So it's going to be on Amazon Prime and Soho Theatre On Demand. And as we were talking about, so many people doing so many good things for charities. All the proceeds of this go to charities in the UK. Um, mixture between National Emergencies Trust, Trust, NHS Charities Together, Acting for Others, and then quite fabulous, they've set up a flea bag support fund and the plans are to distribute grants to freelancers in the UK that have been affected by the lockdown. Um, How much will it cost? Minimum donation fee of £4, which is just fantastic, considering the fact that people were breaking each other's legs to try and get a ticket last year for this. And now you can stream so it. So £4 is the cheapest you yeah. can see it for. But you can obviously choose to pay more. Oh, I, exactly. I think it's brilliant. I think that's really I think cool. I'll definitely do that, actually, because I would obviously really like to see it. it was a cultural phenomenon um, and obviously to raise money for a good cause. Yeah. I don't mind doing that. We should also mention National Theatre Live because they're doing free streaming um, on their YouTube channel. Um, they had One Man, Two Governors starring James Corden. I watched that one. Um, so tonight, it's, is it tonight that it, the next one's on? Uh, it was on last night. It was Jane Eyre. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, we must so watch that'll that. be available. Yeah, because that's going to be available then, I guess, until the 15th or 16th of April. Because that was... And from, I hear it's a really good production. Yeah, that was from the Old Vic, and then it transferred to the National Theatre. The Bristol Old Vic, I believe. That's it. I really want to see that, because I do like the book. 
Um, I think I just. It looks like a really interesting I don't have, collection. Like, amazing like levels of concentration at the minute. No, I don't. I know what you mean, hun. I think you kind of need to sit, almost create that sort of live feeling. So if you can kind of watch along with somebody, or that's when I watched the One Man Two Governors. I watched it on the night, so I was kind of looking at Instagram as well and seeing other people's reactions to watching it and stuff. So I think if you can kind of create a bit of atmosphere around it, because otherwise it's hard to watch live theatre not live. It's not the same thing, is it? No. I I think you're right i think we need to all pick a show and then and watch it at the same time watch it at the same time and like all have a break at the same time or whatever and yes about it in 100%. because otherwise i feel like i'm not excited to sit and watch something on my own really yes because however well these things are shot it's not the same it's not a film it's not a movie it's a live thing that's been recorded so it feels a bit different um before we leave the national theater subject what else is coming up then so we've got jane eyre until next week what oh, is coming Jane up Eyre, after And then that. we've got Treasure Island. Ooh. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that. And then I believe they're also doing Twelfth Night. Nice. Oh, with the Tams and Grig one. I would watch that. I'd like to see Tams and Grig. Do you know what else I was um, looking at? So Chichester Festival Theatre are broadcasting their 2018 production of Flowers for Miss Harris, which was a musical that Oscar and I went to see down at Chichester Theatre. And we were so moved by it oh really oh my god i actually cried yeah i actually cried in the theater yeah we were both crying we both talked about it a lot since and we both like when we like look back at the shows that we remember from that year that was on our absolute top five wasn't oscar yeah and it just totally came out of nowhere because we weren't we knew nothing about it and yeah it was just so good it's about um it's about a sort of cleaning woman called ada harris and it's set in post-war london and she's got quite a drab life she dusts she scrubs she has a lot of jobs she's she's scrimping and saving and then she one of her clients has a beautiful christian dior ball gown and she gets obsessed with the fact that she she really wants one of these dresses and she saves enough money to go to Paris and buy one. And the way that they do it all is it's just so, so amazing. It's directed by Daniel Evans, um, who's a really good director, isn't he, Hoss? We, we always like stuff that he does. He's the artistic director there. He's brilliant. So that's that's available on their website for 30 days and it's free to watch. And oh, wow. Oscar and I aren't sure whether we're going to watch it because sometimes you just want to remember something yeah I'm in two minds because it's it's like I said it's very different watching something live that's been filmed it doesn't it's never going to have the same experience but I am still tempted to watch it again just because I loved it so much and I would highly encourage people to you do I think that you do have to commit to you know you need to be in the story don't you Oh yeah, you can't you need be going to... and make. You can't be going and making a cup of tea and like. You kind of need to fully commit yourself. Yeah, this as is. If you were in the is theater. that a long one? No. Uh, it's like a musical length, two two and a bit hours or something. It's got an interval. Madeline, you would love it. It's really. My good. God, I'm totally going to watch that. You would I love think you it. Should, yeah, yeah it's but you know, so when you make an evening of it and like commit. Okay, that sounds like a really good option because what I find just now is that you kind of just want to get all your bits together. Like it's like I've got, well, me personally, I like to knit. So I've got my knitting and I've got my cat. And then that's just my perfect little <laughs> setup there. But then also a drink. So then I'd make a drink and I'd probably have a bottle of wine so I wouldn't have to leave, hun. So I could just watch that straight through and commit all my attention. <laughs> Whole bottle. Get a bottle. Speaking of drinks, should we... Should we take a little pause from this record and all go make ourselves a drink so we can kind of try and recreate some sort of communal cocktail experience? Okay. We'll meet back here in five and we'll tell we'll tell each other what we've made. Good Friday cocktails. 
All right, see you in a bit. Bye. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Tell me what drinks you have made for the second half of this recording. Okay, well, what I've done is, in homage to my grandma, I've done a Campari and orange because that's what oh. they used to have as their evening tipple. That's nice. Just so, just Campari orange on ice. Campari, fresh orange, like I've squeezed it myself. Oh, fresh orange. Oh, oh okay, yeah, fancy. definitely. Um, on ice in a chilled glass. I'll send you a photo. You can put it on the Instagram. I've got the biggest bottle of Campari and I just have it with tonic sometimes. It's just the perfect pick-me-up drink. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Which, what does, wait a minute, which one, is Campari the one that tastes really dry and bitter? Yeah. Yes, you have it in a Negroni. What have you made there, Madeline? So I'm making, not really the time of evening for it, but I'm having a Bloody Mary. Basically, I just had such a hankering for one earlier. So it's just classic tomato juice, Tabasco. I am missing horseradish in it, I have to say. That's the one thing that I wish. Do you know why it's good when you have it? It's because it thickens it as well. Um, It feels a bit thin. So I've just got tomato juice, Tabasco, lime, squeezed half a lime into it. Um, And what I like to do is then you turn a teaspoon over the top of the glass and then pour red wine. And if you do that, and it kind of flows yeah. over the end of the spoon and it sits on the very top. Red wine? Oh, it's lovely, hon. Oh my God, and what does that taste like? I've never done that. Oh, okay. yeah, actually, I think I have had one with port, which is a Yeah, exactly, there, like that. It's just like a little layer and it just sits. And it's just, I don't know what it tastes like. It just makes it a bit deeper. It's lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a wee bit, and a wee bit salt on the rim as well, because I quite Ooh. like that. I haven't had any Bloody Marys in lockdown so far. I need to get on that. I'm having um, a kind of twist on a margarita because I've got more fresh lemons than I do fresh limes. And when life gives you lemons, make a lemon margarita. Exactly. So I've made basically a normal margarita, but with lemon juice instead. So I've done lemon juice, tequila and agave syrup. And it's absolutely delicious. I'm not sure about that. Do you know? No, it's really good, honestly. It would be a bit more zesty. It is really good. And I've done like an Aleppo pepper rim. So it's like a salty chili flake rim. Mm. Yum. Guys, do you want to know something funny? My friend went to Morrison's and asked me if I wanted anything. And I said, yeah, could she drop me over some like, I want to make cupcakes. So she sent me a photo saying, are these big enough? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'm going to send you both the photo. It's I've done it to scale so you can see the um, how big they are okay okay you're doing it on the whatsapp yeah let me see okay i've got it oh, oh my, my god, god. W- what they <laughs> are the size of your thumbnail yeah they why would you those. even ever make anything that small for salvanians that is hilarious to be fair they sent me a photo but they had them in their hand and they, i thought oh I thought, oh, you hold a phone in your hand and it fills your palm. And when you hold, you know, it just, you just, a close up photo of them, you just can't tell. Like they're like volivant size. You could just make mini muffins, I guess. No, you couldn't make a mini muffin in these. It's a Ferrero Rocher. Hun, it's half a Ferrero Rocher. It is half a Ferrero Rocher. That's funny. <laughs> Let's put that on our Instagram. Um, so we were talking about, obviously this is Easter weekend. And we're talking about there's loads of lovely theatre online. But I just wanted to mention something that's going to be on ITV this weekend that I am so excited about watching. 
And it is, Alice and I raved about seeing this play quiz. I saw it after it you guys. It was so funny. Oh, did see it, of course, Oz. Yeah, based on your glowing recommendation. So it was. it's James Graham's play. And it's um, first half, so it's obviously the story of the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire scandal where Charles Ingram allegedly cheated and had his friend with him who would cough when the answers came up and then he won a million based on that. Then it went to court, blah, blah, blah. And the play does, the first half of it is kind of looking at it from the perspective of the public and the kind of media frenzy around it and saying, yes, he absolutely was guilty. The second half of the play kind of takes a different look at it and suggests he maybe wasn't guilty. And then at the end of the whole play, the audience vote as to what they think happened. And me and Alice, we, and we loved it. We just loved it. It's really funny. Yeah, I loved it. Too. On ITV, it's James Graham has adapted this for television. It's going to be on over three nights. I think it is actually, in fact, but it starts April the 13th um, at nine o'clock. And we've got one of our favourite actors as a whole right now, Matthew McFadden playing Charles Ingram. Oh, as he's in great. Tom from Succession, the best. Um, we've got Shan Clifford, um, the sister in Teabag. Sorry, I meant Fleabag. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Teabag's the name of my cat. Um, in Fleabag, Shan Clifford um, playing Diana, the wife. And Stephen Frears has directed it. He is fantastic director he did my beautiful laundrette high fidelity the queen dangerous liaisons dangerous liaisons we'll remember Philomena. um and michael sheen as in the master of disguise playing chris tarrant and i've seen the publicity photos of like oh, i love michael, michael Sheen. sheen's big sort of like pearly teeth and i just think oh it looks brilliant Oh, I cannot wait to watch this i really really can oh i'm definitely gonna watch that so this is basically a drama Yes, yeah, oh, so it's, it's a three-part drama, hunt, okay, cool. but based on the play, and James Graham's written it. So, other than that, the other ones that I wanted to touch on were the Royal Opera House on their YouTube channel, and I think their Facebook page, they are showing their online content, and they do a lot of live for cinema stuff, so it's always really high quality, and they are showing The Winter's Tale, uh, a ballet based on William Shakespeare's Winter's Tale, and it's choreography by Christopher Wilden, who did An American in Paris in the West End and Broadway. Um, he's also done Alice's Adventures in Wonderland for the Opera House, and he's just an amazing choreographer. And Winter's Tale is a really great ballet. Um, so that is going to be on uh, the 1st of May. That is going to appear oh, nice. on their YouTube channel. I'm not sure how long it stays on there for, but I know it goes live on the 1st of May at 7pm, and it's a really cool ballet. The music, great. The set design is by Bob Crowley, who we talk about a lot on this podcast. Yep. So, yeah, it's just like a visual feast for the eyes. A brilliant cast. Lauren Cuthbertson, Ed Watson, Stephen McRae, Sarah Lamb. It's just, yeah, that one I would definitely recommend people checking out. So was that already just a, a, a recorded show that they've then put out and now they're kindly just resurrecting it so everyone yes. can see it again? Okay, exactly. that's fantastic. So I think it's available on DVD. They've filmed it for the DVD release. So that's obviously fantastic quality filming. Um, yeah. And then the other one that's really exciting that isn't available on DVD, so I haven't seen this since it was first on, and Alice saw this as well, which was Metamorphosis. Oh, is that the Bjork one? No. No, it's, um, oh, no, sorry, it's the same choreographer who did the Bjork Ballet for the um, San Francisco Ballet, 
who's right. called Arthur Pitter, and it stars Edward Watson, who is one of the principals at the Royal Ballet, and it's based on uh, Kafka's... Is it Kafka who did Metamorphosis? Yeah, I um, think it is. Yes. This guy turns into this sort of monstery thing, and it is incredible. I mean, let's just say treacle. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, pre- it's visually, like, amazing. You have to see it. Is it is dark. It's so really good, and it's really quick. It's a really short, short piece of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like an hour or something straight through. And that is available from the April 17th. So go on the Royal Opera House YouTube channel and on April 18th, sorry, April 17th. I really can't wait to see that one again. Oscar, I found something funny on YouTube that I want to send to you. Oh, yeah. It's uh, some celebrities that have got together to um, perform a charity song to support other actors that have been out of work. So play it and see that you're, somebody pops oh, okay. up. Brian Connolly at the piano. That's not him. That's not, him. <laughs> That's not who I'm telling you to watch it for. Okay. And then I we've also got, oh, I mean, they're singing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. We've got Claire Sweeney, Charlie Stemp from A Half Sixpence. Play it so we can hear it. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it through my... Yeah. Thing, if I hold up to my... No, mic. we can hear it. That's a bit loud. Yeah. Is that better? Oh, my God, Ray Winston. <laughs> That's... Brilliant. That is Ray Winston, isn't it? Yes. But there's a really funny bit. <laughs> oh, Miriam Margulies, that's brilliant. I knew you'd love that. Oh, that is too good. But also, I was wait, wondering... there's one more person. Keep watching, there's one more person. Oh, okay. Oh, it's Jenna Russell. It's Jenna Russell. Oh, Jenna. And her child and her husband. Oh, Jenna, the love of our life. Jenna, please oh, stay safe. Brilliant. We need you in our life. thought you'd enjoy oh, that. Yes, I enjoyed that a lot. So before we go, can I... Oh, wait, just... I've got one more thing to mention. Oh, just really fine. Quick. Go on then. Just really quickly, while we're covering all the online content, I am probably going to do, there's something called Broadway HD, which is kind of a bit like a little mini Netflix for Broadway shows. And you can get a, I think it's a seven day free trial. And then after that, I think it's about $9.99 or something. Um, But they basically have lots of kind of old archived Broadway shows. They've got 42nd Street and American in Paris, Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill, Memphis, Miss Saigon, She Loves Me, The King and I, Carousel, Love Never Dies, Kiss Me Kate, From Here to Eternity, Cats, Falsettos. So you've got like a massive bank of kind of Broadway productions. So for anyone interested in kind of seeing a Broadway musical, they do a seven day free trial and it's called Broadway HD. So at some point I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. And then there's also um, digitaltheatre.com, which doesn't have a free trial. You have to pay. And that one, I think, is also $9.99 a month. But they don't have very much on there. But what they do have is they have Into the Woods, the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre production. It starred Jenna Russell as the baker's wife. Oh, I'd be keen for that. And I think Michael Xavier was in it and Hannah Waddingham and just loads of great people. So I would like to see that. And it also has Funny Girl with Sheridan Smith, which I'd like to revisit. Oh, I'd like to see because I never saw her. And it has a musical called Lift, which was on at Soho Theatre many years ago. And it was one of Cynthia Erivo's first stage productions. So it stars a very young Cynthia Erivo. So I'd be interested to see that. There's also All My Sons, the production that had David Suchet and Zoe Wanamaker that you saw, Alice. I, oh my God. 
that is the best one of the best things I've ever seen really yeah, that's on there they've got the Royal Opera House's opera of Hansel and Gretel which I remember you saw Al uh yes that was good as well so how much is this that one's I think it's 9.99 a month that one so they also have Northern Ballet's Casanova that we saw and enjoyed they've got lots of Royal Ballet stuff like Swan Lake all the classics are on there so that's kind of more British theatre centric for £10 I would really like to see that into the woods so at some point I think I'm going to do that for a month and rinse all of that content yeah, absolutely. I'm waiting. I'm waiting until that's digital. Digital theatre. I'm waiting till I've kind of exhausted. What have I got? Like iPlayer, Amazon Prime, Netflix, like that. But then I kind of think I want to see some quality culture stuff, which I would be doing anyway. Well, the BBC is also kind of committed to doing this cultural thing. So they're showing like um, the Royal Ballet's production of Mailing is currently on BBC iPlayer. They're going to do some other things. Oh, Wise Children. Remember that production we saw by Emma Rysal? What was it called? Wise Children. Oh, yes, Wise at, Children. The, at the young vi- at the uh, old, old Vic. Vic. Their inaugural production. That's going to be on BBC iPlayer for a month, and it's also going to show on BBC Two, and that's really worth watching. So there's so much amazing stuff coming up. Also, just as that point of the BBC, um, is that we're eagerly awaiting, well, I'm eagerly awaiting an announcement about what they're doing about the proms. Um, oh God, yesterday yeah. yeah they're not too they're basically they're not they're, they would have been announcing all the lineup um imminently but they're saying they're holding off on that and they're just trying to work out how they can do it and how do are you going to get do... orchestras from all around the world they're just they're exactly. going to have to do something aren't they? but that's i think the proms are so because deta- it is the, the kind of the whole essence of the proms is a keep calm and carry on type vibe. So mm. I think they're determined for in some shape or form to keep going with this. And, a, you know, maybe is it online? Is it streaming? But how can an orchestra be together when they're socially distancing? You know, it's, it's incredibly complicated. And I don't envy the team that are working on it, trying to work this out. But I certainly wish them all the best in their efforts to mm. try and not cancel the proms, you know. And um, so I feel like we've really covered a lot of things that people could be watching whether that's on like people's Instagram or YouTube or iPlayer um I'm really excited about that thing on ITV that Madeline said quiz but something we haven't spoken about is radio and I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with radio at the minute because I like to just have it on while I'm getting stuff done yes Um, I completely agree hun like especially because I'm trying not to watch TV during the day yeah so something I saw that I thought oh Madeline would love this and it's on Easter Sunday at 5pm. I hope that doesn't conflict with your worshipping on Easter well, Sunday. Well, you know, I mean, it will be an all day thing, but I might take a break. Yeah, and you'll probably want to watch Songs of Praise. But after that, please tune in to Radio 2 because they are broadcasting a show that Graham Norton um, recorded. And it's called The Carpenters from A to Z. And it's going to basically be talking about the music and legacy of Richard and Karen Carpenter, featuring many of their successful singles and talking about their life and their career. And it's really last Sunday they did Celine Dion A to Z. And oh, my God, it was so moving listening to her talk about her life and the songs that have meant something to her. They went right through her to catalogue and she picked a lot of the songs herself. So I'm expecting that this will be something like that. And that's on Easter Sunday on Radio 2 at 5pm. Okay, and if I don't manage to get this edited and up before then, and people are listening to this and it's already been and gone, it will be available on uh, BBC Sounds app. Um, And the Celine Dion is also available currently. I'm looking at it now. So I'm sure the Carpenters one will be as well. 
I'll definitely give that a listen. Yeah, the BBC Sounds app is amazing. Like, they've put up the brand new, I mean, I don't even think the paperback has come out yet, just the hardback, the Hilary Mantle um, in her trilogy. I think this, you know, they had the Wolf Hall and then the other one. Bringing up the bodies. Bringing up the bodies. And then this one's called The Light yeah. in the Mantle, something. Anyway, and I was like, oh, they've put the whole of that book up. It's amazing. And the other thing worth knowing, hon, because you've recommended some of these to me before, is that if you do find an audiobook there, you can't mm. download them and they disappear quite quickly. So just if you see it, because that was it, you'd recommended Motherwell by Deborah Orr. And I was so, dev- and it was read by Siobhan Redmond, which I would have loved. And I was so disappointed to have oh. not see, heard that. But yeah, that's, it's worth, if you do see these on the BBC Sounds app, please, like they, they don't last. They're not there for that long. No, you do. You do just need to listen to them, and then it's, exactly. it's gone. Because I think, especially when things are quite new and popular, they just don't have the rights, I guess, to keep them up. So that has been our COVID social distancing edition of the podcast. I think you know, there's obviously as we we been through a lot of the stuff that's going to be online and we'll try and continue to do that i'm sure so much new stuff's going to come up along the way and we'll hopefully try and do another one of these episodes i think it's been fairly fun we've had a few technical issues but i think hopefully i'm going to be able to make this into a podcast and get it out there because yeah that's another great form of you know there's loads of people doing podcasts still during this time so you know we're going to try and keep the people entertained um, and do keep following our Instagram at Fit Club Podcast, and we will kind of post about any new kind of cool stuff that we're seeing that's going to go online, try and just spread the news about cool stuff happening. But this has been fun. I mean, it did take us over an hour to get the recording up and going. But once we once we did it, it felt like we've had a productive session. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm IT support for Madeline's life. But yeah, we got her there eventually. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm going to go and get my uh, macaroni cheese in the oven. Madeline's making banana bread. Um, and I'm making orzo. <gasps> Ooh. Pasta. Um, so, yeah, it's been lovely, guys. And until next time, you've been listening to Theatre Club Podcast. Bye, guys. Keep dancing. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.